Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and come in. Hope you've been enjoying the Town Pumpkin Festival. They close the streets down every year for it. Brings in a lot of walk-in traffic and new faces like yourself. But you aren't new, are you? No, I definitely have seen you in here before. Always on the hunt for the next slice of hell. Hey, <laughs> I completely understand. Go to heaven for the climate. Hell for the company. One of two choices, up or down. Speaking of... Check this out. This is a button that came right out of an elevator of that old Art Deco building on 4th Street. You know, the one that's been condemned for the past 20 years? Word is, no one will demolish it, because they are terrified to death of what'll happen if they do. Let's enter in the lobby of, as I got on the elevator, the man getting off whispered something strange to me. Welcome to the Antiquarium of Sinister Happenings and Odd Goings-On. As I got on the elevator, the man getting off whispered something strange to me. Don't get off until you hit the ninth floor. No exceptions. But my interview is on five. I'll only say this one more time. Don't get off until you hit ninth. No other floor is safe. It's crazy, but something about the way he said it penetrated my skull. He was serious. And he looked nervous. Like he had to fight every instinct in his body to say that to me. The doors closed while I thought to myself, who the fuck says anything like that? As I went to hit the button for the fifth floor, some anxiety came over me. I shook it off and pressed it. The guy was probably just off his rockers. The elevator went up. I scanned my surroundings. A TV bolted to the top corner of the elevator, playing the weather channel. A mirror for the back wall of the elevator. And some cozy lounge-style music playing. Pretty standard stuff. Now arriving at the fifth floor. Weird. I'm not sure I'd ever been in an elevator that announced each floor it was arriving at. I was sure that if I worked in this building, this would get pretty old quickly. The doors opened on five. In front of me was a reception area with a woman seated at the front desk. She stood up from her seat. Oh, Mr. Davis, you're early. 
The gentleman's warning from earlier played in my head. We'll be ready for your interview in a few moments. In the meantime, please feel free to take a seat. Uh, thank you. If I'm, um, early, maybe I can come back in a few minutes. Oh, nonsense. We'll see if we can speed things up. He's been very excited to meet you. The elevator doors started closing. I held them open. I wasn't sure what to do here, but everything seemed fine enough. Granted, the receptionist did seem a bit eager. But beyond that... From my vantage point, I scanned the office space behind the front desk area. All looked normal. Cubicles, folks clicking away at their computer, a kitchen area, pretty unremarkable. That is, except for the portrait off at the far end of the office floor. It was very large. I couldn't tell what the picture was of, but I did see a group of employees staring at it. Almost admiring it? Your wife's name is Meredith, right? I froze as the receptionist's question shot a dart right through me. I didn't remember the job application form ever asking for my wife's name. You two are thinking of having children, right? If it's a boy... <laughs> you want to name him Sam. What the fuck? Forget that she was right on the money. This was something I'd never spoken about before to anyone, including my wife. Before I could answer, the office workers surrounding the large portrait started singing the Happy Birthday song loudly, in complete and perfect unison. Someone brought out a birthday cake and presented it to the portrait. A portrait that, after a bit of squinting, I realized was a very large version of my high school yearbook photo. I backed into the elevator and pressed the closed door button. I panicked as it took its sweet time to register. Press, 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 come the fuck on. After what felt like an eternity, the doors started closing. As they closed, I heard the receptionist. I'm so curious to know what your insides taste like. Fuck. Me. Ninth floor. I needed to go to the ninth floor. I found the ninth floor button and pressed it. It felt like it didn't register my push, so I pressed the button again. And again. Come on, come on, come on. Ninth fucking floor. I tried again and again, but nothing was happening. Fuck it. I'll go back to the ground floor, I thought to myself. Back to the start. As I went to press the G button, I realized it was missing. Just that one singular button gone. Fuck. I was getting claustrophobic. I took in deep breaths to prevent myself from having a full-blown episode. The elevators started moving up again. A panel above the elevator doors lit up with the following number. Eleven. Someone was calling the elevator? I started talking to myself to self-soothe. It's okay. Someone will call the ninth floor soon. That's where I'll get off. As the elevator approached its new destination, I noticed that the background lounge music in the elevator had changed. It was now an instrumental arrangement of Happy Birthday. Huh. Not sure why this thing thought it was my birthday. I glanced at the weather report on the TV. At least it was going to be sunny all week. Silver linings. Now arriving at the 11th floor. The doors opened. I hung around the inside corner of the elevator beside the buttons. No need to have another nightmarish experience, right? An old woman stepped onto the elevator. Great, I'm sure this will be easy to explain to her. She smiled at me as the doors closed. With a lump in my throat, I asked, 
<clears throat> what floor? Ground floor, please. Uh, I'm sorry, ma'am, but that button is missing. <laughs> Maybe we could wait until someone calls us to the ninth floor. Ninth? No. I think I'll just go to the second floor instead, then. She went to press the button. Ma'am, I don't think it'd be safe to... I have plenty of friends on the second floor. It'll be okay. And she pressed it. I didn't feel comfortable cornering an elderly stranger in a seemingly haunted elevator, but I tried again to convince her. I know this sounds weird, but I have it under good authority that the second floor probably isn't safe. I'd strongly recommend not getting off until we reach nine. She smiled. Dear, it'll be all right. You know, I like to take all opportunities that are given to me. It's a shame that you turned your opportunity down. I know the folks on five are very disappointed. I backed up into the corner of the elevator. I saw the reflection of the old lady in the elevator's back mirror. She looked ghastly. Otherworldly. Now arriving at the second floor. The doors opened. She smiled at me again, and then exited. I poked my head around the corner to look at the second floor. It was damp. It looked old. More like a cave than an office. I heard a low rumble. A man dressed in a fancy suit approached the elevator doors and held them open before they could close. Hey, hey, what's going on? You getting off here too, champ? I heard that Five wanted you. I think we can give you a better offer. I'm good. You sure, bud? The salary is $800,000 every hour. I'm good. <laughs> I'm kidding, but the salary is... We remove your eyes so you don't have to see him. The floor went pitch black. The low rumble got much louder and started reverberating in my ears. Suddenly, the businessman grabbed me by the collar and tried to pull me out of the elevator. I clung to the ends of it. Fuck. Fuck. I started kicking and headbutting him. I was able to make him let go of me momentarily as I desperately pressed on the closed doors button. Miraculously, the elevator responded much quicker this time, and they closed immediately. I tried the ninth floor button again. Didn't work. I pressed eight instead, anything to get away from this hellhole of a floor. I heard a loud banging on the door as the elevator started taking off, like an aggressive knock. As I saw the floor numbers rising, three, four, five, the banging continued, just as loud. What the fuck? Sixth floor, seventh floor. The banging on the door didn't subside. Now arriving at the eighth floor. I pressed the button for the 23rd floor. Just as we arrived on eight, I mashed the closed doors button just as the elevator doors were about to open. The banging continued as the elevator doors started denting. The elevator continued going up. Nine, ten, eleven. The banging softened. Fourteen, fifteen, and softened. Nineteen. Twenty. Twenty-one. And disappeared. I do apologize, but a delivery just arrived here at the shop, and I need to sign for it. Sit tight, and I'll be back quicker than a rat up a drain pipe. Now 
that wasn't so bad, was it? Let's glide back into this nightmare, shall we? Now arriving at the 23rd floor. It was gone. Thank fucking God. I exhaled. I felt like I'd narrowly avoided disaster. The doors opened. I scanned the new floor and I realized I was back on the ground floor. That's what it looked like anyways. Did I escape? Was I finally free? A man stood not too far from the door. He looked familiar, but I couldn't exactly place him. Hey man. Was this the guy who got off the elevator just as I got on? Hey. It's over, man. You got out. I felt a wave of relief wash over me, but I had to fight it. But you said the ninth floor was the only safe one, right? That was a trick. You followed your gut and you were right. 23rd floor. The real safe floor. You can step out now, man. I didn't leave. There's someone here who really wants to see you. I couldn't move. He wants to give you a job. He thinks you're going to be great. Why the fuck couldn't I move? He's uh, in the other room. I'm going to fetch him, okay? All you have to do is look at him. It'll feel a bit weird at first, but then it'll all be okay. It's a permanent position. Great benefits. It is fully on site, but no better birthday present than a new job, right? I lowered my gaze to the floor. I forced myself to mutter the following words. It's not my fucking birthday. As he left to fetch whoever he was meaning to fetch, he gave me the following response. Hey, relax, man. No cursing on the job. We're a family here. I felt like I could only move a centimeter at a time, a true snail's pace. I inched my finger closer and closer to the closed door button. I heard footsteps. He was coming back. With every fiber of my being, I pushed through. I hit the button. The doors closed and I collapsed to the floor, free from whatever weird force was stopping me from moving. I'll let you two talk more on the elevator. I heard him say from outside the doors, what? Instinctively, I looked around. To my surprise, there was nothing. The elevator was the same as it had always been. A lengthy exhale. I was done with all of this. At this point, I would have taken death over continuing this bullshit any longer. As I pondered my next move in this hopeless situation, I noticed something strange. The button to the ninth floor was lit up. An ominous crimson red color. Before I could do anything else, my phone started ringing. I checked the call. It was my wife. I answered. Babe, fuck. I don't know why I didn't even think to call you. I'm trapped in an elevator and fucked up shit is happening and maybe I should call the cops. Hun, fuck. Don't I... go to the ninth Wh floor. What? Wh Wait, how, how do you even... It's a trick, honey. You have to trust me. The man from before was lying to you. It's not safe. None of this has been safe. How do you even know everything that's happening? You just need to trust me, hun. I paused. So what do you want me to do then? A demon on the other side of the phone answered this time. I hung up the call and in a panic I mashed on the ninth floor button. The elevator started rising again. Even with me hanging up the call, the muffled sound of the demonic voice coming from my phone continued. 
I pulled out my phone and flung it to the ground as hard as I could. I stomped on it angrily. The warped sound of go to your interview slowly started dying out. But suddenly, the elevator started shaking. It was continuing to go up, but it was faster than usual. Really, really fucking fast all of a sudden. Almost like the ninth floor was now way below me. It felt like an amusement park ride with no brakes on it. Loose, dangerous, flinging up at an insane speed, almost as if it were falling upwards. But I pressed nine! I screamed to myself, exasperated. It didn't matter. Now arriving at the 41st floor. God, what the fuck? I was brought to my knees by the speed of the elevator, traveling faster and faster. Now arriving at the 90th floor. The buttons didn't even go past 52. Now arriving at the 141st floor. Now arriving at the 230th floor. Now arriving at the 401st floor. I felt like I was inside a bullet. The pleasant voice of the elevator lady was getting deeper and deeper as we rose. Now arriving at the 840th floor. The voice started croaking, a demonic sound this time. Now arriving at somewhere. A sudden halt. The elevator stopped. The doors didn't open, though. The panel above the elevator doors had no indication on what floor we were on. As I sat, I heard what could best be described as the sounds of hell coming from outside the elevator. Low grunts of pain, crackling, a dark hymn. Was this where I was supposed to get off? Before I could ponder the question further, I heard a soft tapping on the elevator. A voice from outside. Do you want to trade? I decided to bite for reasons I still don't fully understand. What do you mean? What if you stay on this floor forever? And I get to go home? Um... I, uh, I think I'm good. But I really want to go home. It almost sounded like the voice of a kid. I'm, I'm sorry, kid. It's okay. An awkward silence between us. He told me he wants to wish you a happy birthday. I, uh, I think he's got it wrong. Today isn't my birthday. It is. It's the first day of your new life. Your birthday. He wants you to look at the TV. What? I looked at the TV in the top corner of the elevator, hoping to see the one constant I'd had during this whole cursed trip. The weather. Instead, the TV was now showcasing what looked to be CCTV footage. Grainy footage from a camera of the exact elevator I was in. A live feed of this exact moment. Except the TV showed me lying down, looking up with a wide smile on my face and something above me on the ceiling, looking straight down at me. Him. The lights in the elevator went off. The elevator plummeted downwards as I closed my eyes and screamed for dear fucking life. I waited for the impact, for what I knew was my demise. Here it comes. Here it fucking comes. I'm not ready. I'm not ready at all. Now arriving at the ninth floor. The doors opened. Wait, what? Ninth floor? 
I peeked out from the elevator. Another reception desk. Wait, is this really the... I was interrupted by a voice from the outside. You coming out or what, you fucking moron? I got to my feet. The feeling of distrust, anxiety, whatever you'd call it. My fear intuition. It was gone. I felt light. Fuck it. I stepped onto the floor and approached the counter. The receptionist handed me what looked like a button for the elevator. For the ground floor, single use only. I took it and headed toward the elevator. Then I turned back to face her. Can I maybe take the stairs? She shook her head. If you didn't like the elevator, then you're really not going to like the stairs. Fair enough. I got into the elevator. I said a silent prayer to myself as I put the button where it belonged. It fit without any issue. I pressed it, and the elevator went down. It was a smooth ride. Now arriving at the ground floor. As I got ready to exit, I realized that the ground floor button was missing once again. Strange, I didn't linger on it. I marched out, ready to get the fuck out of this building. I noticed a woman running onto the elevator. I tried to stop her, but something in my body wouldn't let me. The most I could muster was putting my hand on the door to relay a message to her before the doors closed. Don't get off until you reach the ninth floor, no matter what. The woman just smiled at me. Happy birthday, Michael. Thank you for your patronage. Hope you enjoyed your new relic as much as I've enjoyed passing along its sordid history. It does come with our usual warning, however. Absolutely no refunds, no exchanges, and we won't be held liable for anything that may or may not occur while the object is in your possession. If you've got an artifact with mysterious properties, Perhaps it's accompanied by a history of bizarre and disturbing circumstances. Maybe you'd be interested in dropping it and its story by the shop to share with other customers. Please reach out to antiquariumshop at gmail.com. A member of our team will be in touch. Till next time, we'll be waiting for you whenever you close your eyes. In the space between sleep and dream. During regular business hours, of course, or by appointment, only for you, our best customer. You have a good night now. The Antiquarium of Sinister Happenings, Lot 021. As I got on the elevator, the man getting off whispered something strange to me. Written by Mo T. Starring Mike Flanagan as Mike. Kate Siegel as the wife. David Dasmalchin as the man. Leah Kilpatrick as the elevator and receptionist. Allison Cossett as the receptionist. Janet Peters as the old woman. Jade Shand as the child. Scarlett Shand and Trevor Shand as the employees. Trevor Shand as the man in the fancy suit. Lauren Shand as the birthday girl. Featuring Stephen Knowles as the antique dealer. 
Additional sound effects by AV Productions. Engineering production and sound design by Trevor Shand. Theme music by the Newton Brothers. Additional music by Coag, Kevin McLeod, and Audionautics. The Antiquarium of Sinister Happenings is created and curated by Trevor and Lauren Shand. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at AntiquariumPod. Call the Antiquarium at 646-481-7197. Murder in America is a true crime podcast that covers stories from all 50 states, including stories of mass shootings, serial killers, and lesser-known murders. Do you find yourself doing more research after listening to a true crime show? Well, Courtney and I used to do the same thing, and that's why we created Murder in America. Our podcast dives deep into each case. Our storytelling will make you feel like you're right there within the case with us, watching it all play out, and we do not shy away from the graphic details. If you're a fan of true crime, then listen to Murder in America on Spotify now.